It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a new RSL Show podcast. We've got a full house today. Um, <laughs> Josh, you look like, uh, what's the name of the baby, the twin baby? Uh, on the show, Full the House? Girl? Yeah. Oh, oh, Michelle? Ashley, oh, yeah, Michelle. One Is, of the Olsen sisters? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Michelle Tanner? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I'm glad I look like a four-year-old girl. Yeah, look at Alex's <laughs> face. He doesn't know what we're talking about. I Do, have no idea. You don't know the show, Full House? I mean, I remember it vaguely, but I don't. I don't think I ever like watched it. That's okay. Yeah, he probably doesn't remember like the TGIF nights. No, 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 no. Neither does Isaac. I don't. No. They had streaming and things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kids these days, bro. TGIF was lit, <laughs> dude. Dope. Oh my or, like, god. Like Nick at Night, bro. Bro, bro. I remember Nick at Night. Oh, you, don't pretend. All right. <laughs> <laughs> TGIF was so sick, dude. They'd be like, they, they'd do, you know, they'd have what was on the show, like Boy Meets World. Yeah, all just was the line of Sabrina. Yep. Um, There's a few. I can't remember all of them, but because they rotated, like when shows got canceled and whatnot. But every yeah. Friday, you're like, got a sick lineup to watch tonight, boys. Yeah, TGIF. And then like Saturday on like Fox, you'd have like Cops and America's Most Wanted and whatever. <laughs> and when you're a kid, you're like, this is great. Yeah, that's dope. Now it's horrible, but yeah. <laughs> um, but we took Alex to not his first RSL match, but uh, we took him to his first media presser. Congrats! Thank you, thank you. He's doing a lot. He's growing up. Yeah, right before our eyes. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about everyone's uh, quick accomplishments. Uh, so we took Alex to the press er afterwards, and you got a chance to speak to Pablo. I and did. And you got a chance to speak to Miram. Um, you did really well with your questioning with Pablo, but <laughs> with Miram... <laughs> I, don't you, I knew you were going to bring this up. If you guys didn't notice, uh, we didn't publish your questions with Miram because you got a little nervous there, huh? You could have like edited it out and then like posted it. Because, I mean, the second question was pretty fair. I feel like the second question was a really good question. Yeah, but the second question wasn't too great without the first question. <sighs> That's if yeah. you could figure out what the first question actually was, <laughs> insert question here. Yeah, you. The point is, is you did a good job, but it was, it was. We we got to remember. Josh and I were talking about this. You're a young kid. You know, this is kind of your first time. But uh, if we had to do an impersonation of uh, your question to Miriam, it was. Um, so how do you? Um, okay, so. Uh, okay, like. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is not that bad. Okay. Um, uh, um, so, uh, do you think what the? T- um, mm. Your question is probably why we didn't get another player. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. No, 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 no. In all seriousness, though. Great job. Thank you. Nice job. Thank you. I would love for you to wear a suit to a media, to like Dude, a media press. I'll it. do it. Mitch did it. I'll so do it next game. Up. I'll do it next game. You wore a full you suit? Right Not a full suit, but like I wore like a dress and a tie. Well, nah. You look like a missionary. I'll go full mi- Yeah, I'll go full missionary. Like, All right. It's too hot right now. Save that for the fall. Yeah, <laughs> you'll have to wait. All right, let's talk about Isaac's uh, performance. Oh, dude. Isaac left the match with great footage. Uh, how did you feel uh, when you got that shot of Miram scoring with his header? Uh, so right before the uh, like free kick, they like fake you out. So I moved my camera super quick, and you can't really notice it in the video. But I was like, oh, they got me. But I ended up getting the shot, and it was it was epic. I just couldn't celebrate until I was like done, done. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I would say that's the hardest part of shooting sports, especially with the team that you care about. You wanna. 
you kind of like want to throw the camera up and celebrate, but you got to keep it steady. So Isaac got a great shot. Uh, the KSL Sports Director, Nate Dowdle, saw your footage, and he actually told me today, he said, hey, dude, your brother did a good job. So look at you, little gold star. I'm going to get, get paid. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's go. I can, I can quit my jobs. My jobs. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> he's got three jobs. Um, so Isaac got uh, a, the great goal by Miram. And uh, and then we posted that as an IG reel. It's on the RSL show on Instagram. Up to 20K plays. Pretty good for a reel. Not My bad. Yeah. Every uh, reel that you've like made or, or, or that has your shot has broken like 15K. <laughs> Which, Somehow. I don't know. I, th- I, I thought that was pretty normal. If that's yeah, not no, normal, g- then. Give me to 50 and I'll be impressed. Hmm. 50K? The, no- the one to beat is mine. I had one go, I think it was 86K. Was it the red card? No, it was – no, that was uh, – no, no, that no. Wasn't a real, that was no, like a that was just a video. That video went viral, um, but the 86K is actually Carlos Salcedo running in slow motion. Weird. Yeah, it's, it's really, really weird. The views, huh? Well, you know, uh, let's not give all the secrets away of what's effective on mm-hmm. posting, yeah. but you would be surprised on what videos, what type of content explodes. Like something that you would think is awesome – and you're excited to post, dead. Something you're like, whatever, sharing it, boom, just goes off the rails. So anyways, um, really, really good day, really good performance for the RSL show. I'm talking like <laughs> it's, a, it's a post-presser for us. But uh, Yeah, what did um, you accomplish? I, I don't know, man. I went and shot, got a shot. And, uh, you know, dude, we, we're doing a lot of teaching. Do you feel like we're teaching you stuff, guys? Yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah, absolutely. Learning? Yeah? 100%. A little bit. Cool. My accomplishment is not getting kicked out of the press box. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Josh, thank you for the ride to my car. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, really, really good stuff. I was losing my mind. Yeah. Well, um, again, guys, listen to the RSL show. I, that was the not even my brain fart. Thanks for tuning in to the RSL show is what I meant to say. Uh, let's talk about the 2-2 result versus the Colorado Rapids. Uh, the the younger brother, as Real Salt Lake social media likes to refer to them as, um, not so younger brother this time. What? Let's talk about two things. And you mentioned this prior. Mm-hmm. What was the good in this match, and then what was the bad in this match? And we'll start with Josh. Well, the bad is we struggled against another basement dweller. Right, the last couple games have been against teams that are not high up there in the rankings, and we're absolutely struggling. So that's bad take number one. Um, We allowed Colorado to get all over us, right, which was very frustrating. But I think the big thing that really hurt us is, as Dunny would say, the Dunsethry was was out and about, right? Like a lot of cheap fouls, a lot of afters, um, and I think it really got to us mentally. I think we showed a big weakness on the mental side, because, you know, fouls get committed. You'd see our players going to retaliate. You'd see our players kind of pulling away from the play because, you know, it's, they've gotten in their head. You saw Zach McMath pick up a yellow, which I do appreciate. I'm glad he shoved him into the ground. But, you know what I mean? Like, things like that that are very abnormal and uncharacteristic for some of these players, you could see it was really getting to them. And I think that's where we lost this game, right? We let Colorado get into our heads, and then – we really backed off, and then, you know, the substitution pattern was woof, right? Um, who knows if Anderson Julio is ever going to be healthy or stay healthy, so that's a huge question mark. Um, Cordova just, you know, I'm definitely off the Cordova train now. Like, you could terminate that loan, and I'm probably okay with it, especially if we bring someone else in. So there's a lot of negative for me, which I don't – I haven't been salty for a while, like the last two weeks, but – it's coming back, guys. The salt is coming back. There's not a lot of great to talk about. The good, um, Sava is incredible. Uh, Lawfulsend, again, you saw as soon as he came off uh, from this game, um, you know, the, our quality dropped drastically. I do agree that the referee missed an opportunity for a red card on Jasper, though. That was a very bad tackle. Should have been a red, which could have changed the course of the game, but I'm not here to blame the referees because... We had every opportunity to put that game away. 
Um, but yeah, Miram Gol, Sava, Jasper, Diego Luna looked dangerous for his limited minutes. I wish we would have seen him a lot longer. Uh, but yeah, like there's just not a lot to be pumped about at the moment and concerned, quite honestly, about some games coming up. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I rambled there for a minute. No, man, you're good. I mean, I think, yeah, show over. Good good night. Um, you know, you, uh, you prefaced a question for Pablo. You know, just is this a... Is this kind of like a, I'm trying to remember your exact question, but it was like, um, you know, is this is this due to our form or is it just how soccer rolls out? And uh, if you want to share his response, man, what what kind of vibes were you getting from Pablo when you talked to him in the media presser? He was obviously upset. <clears throat> and I mean, with reason. Uh, yes, there was definitely a lot of things to look at as far as the refing perspective of it but as josh said as a player you cannot blame the ref even as a coach you cannot blame the ref um but just kind of seeing and just like hearing him talk like he's obviously very very upset about the result visibly upset with the result um probably angry at the officiating a bit but he you know he, he gave a coach's answer um he talked about how um he 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 says that the team's been playing well um just the results haven't been there yeah. And, uh, you know, I think another thing to kind of uh, point out from that is, is, like you said, you know, I think with Pablo, he's always just like so philosophical mm-hmm. and he's just going to kind of give you that um, kind of like a mediocre made for TV answer. Uh, but Miram came in later and he just kind of threw it out there like, you know, it's not good soccer. Yeah, right. Feels he, like a loss. Yeah, and he commented that his wife didn't prep his meal the right way or something like that. It's a little too oh, late. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't quite ready. He ate. He ate late. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it, it's hard because, you know, and, and we've seen it. The team is like so high on, you know, being undefeated at home, the nine straight sellout crowds, bringing the momentum. So when you're expected to beat out a team like Colorado and it doesn't happen. Um, you just, it's written like all over everyone's faces. Uh, I ran into Elliot fall after the match and it's just like by default, you just know to not, you know, kind of steer clear. Not the time to talk. (laughs) It's not the time to talk, not to be buddy, buddy. Uh, but it is, I think at this point it's, it's, uh, it's warranted to kind of call out the team. And like you said, uh, where's Cordova? Right, where's Cordova right. in the attack? Where's the finishing? Where's the finishers? Uh, Savarino shows up. He's doing his job, right? Uh, Miram, for as much as you, you know, people want to be critical of him, did his job. He did his job. Yep. He's scoring goals. He's he's active in plays, right? Uh, you know, could Lawfulson maybe contribute to that? Sure, but uh, uh, he's, he's, also, find, he's he's finding his form, right? And he's also not in a position like. Would I like our central midfielders to score more? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I would like our forwards to score more. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guys that are supposed to score, right? Jasper had a couple good rips this match, right? So at least he's trying, but that's not his main job. Right. And then it come, it, it, we, could either, we could go a little bit further to, um, you know, the defenders contributing goals, right? right. But it's like this is, this is exactly where you kind of land um, where you're short from the forwards performing and – and, and getting goals. And was it at the very end, I think it was like two minutes left in stoppage. Oh, Scott Caldwell's shot. Scott Caldwell. Left foot. How were we feeling about that? I wish we would have dropped someone else. From the higher angle that we were at, it looked like there was like some sauce behind that. Right. And it just went wide. Just wide. I mean, just wide. In Isaac's perspective, because he was behind goal and he got that shot. It, it it looked weak. It like just it, looked like a little loaf of a ball coming in. Yes, I mean it looked. It it just it had no pace on the shot. Yeah, and man, it's it's just tough to come down to a result that way where it's you know we've seen it so many times at the riot. Hey, last three four minutes of stoppage, nick a goal, right? Yeah, yeah. But again, like we didn't set ourselves up positionally or, or personnel wise with the substitutions, right? For that last minute comeback which shouldn't even well, been a comeback well, win yeah he took out Sava right who's been the catalyst of the attack mm-hmm. since the international break you take out Sava and they come back and they draw that game 
you don't really have much attack and much potential no. going forward. And I think even bigger than that is you take out Ruiz and, and Lafelsund and put in Beasler and Caldwell, who are sitting midfielders, right? Yep. Practically center backs. You're not going to get a lot going forward out of that. No. Um, I, I do want to comment, though, the way that Colorado came in and, and got that goal in the 89th. Uh, Lalas Abubakar. Abubakar, yeah. Abubakar. Floater of a goal, dude. And it's just, it's it's unlucky for Real Salt Lake, but uh, it's just, I mean, it's it's Rocky Mountain Cup kind of, you know, showing it's, its the legs. dramatics, the, right? The thing that upsets me about that goal is that he practically scored the exact same goal in that first game a couple months ago. <laughs> it was a re- it was a free kick. We cleared it out. They recycled it. They got the they got the ball first, and then on the second attempt, Lala Abubakar was completely unmarked. Defense fell asleep, didn't mark their player, and he scored. Yeah, same like exact a, goal. Same exact goal. Like a left foot lob. Yeah, is that what it was? <sighs> it was a header, wasn't it? Off of, no, I don't, I don't remember. It was, it was like a lob. I was like, seeing red, so I don't really remember. I don't recall honestly. I just know that our boy Marcelo was unfortunately the last defender on both of these goals. Right. Yeah, he committed the the foul for the penalty, and then yeah, we yeah. talked. Or I remember one of the very first interactions we had, Andy, was a Twitter space along towards the beginning of the season, and I remember mentioning to you that not a lot of people talked about how important Marcelo Silva and Justin Glad were to this team. We've seen it now. That's all I see on Twitter now is how important Justin Glad and Marcelo Silva are to this team because of the last two performances mm-hmm. that we've seen. Colorado had so many opportunities to play in behind the defense, which is something you don't see with Justin Glad in. Right. With Justin Glad in. And it's and I'm going to stop you there because I don't think it's a Kapelhoff problem per se. I think it's the pairing, right? It, yeah. No, because exactly. Marcelo and Kapelhoff are very similar. You don't have the, the more speed and then – dynamicism is that a word of Justin glad to like get back and recover right to stop those runs from getting behind so like not having you know the the like stout enforcer type center back with the speedy center back is really hurting us because right now it's just right. two stout guys right and I've seen a lot of Kapelhoff hate and I think that needs to stop because yeah, he's no. not a bad center back no he's not a bad center back it's, it's a it's a circumstance thing and and the pairing is off. It's it's not a player. Lack of chemistry. Right. Lack of chemistry because, I mean, this is what, his second start, third start of the season? Third, I believe, yeah. Yeah. Um, Justin, uh, yeah, Justin Glad is important to this team, and, we, I mean, he's kind of seen because of that partnership. Mm-hmm. Colorado had too much space, especially in the first half, dude. The amount of chances that Colorado had in that first half. We should have been down 3-0. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They were just missed by inches. Like, it's we talk about our finishing, but also Colorado's finishing was – Inches away, inches right. away. At from the end scoring. of the day, we're not Colorado, and that's really wild matters. But no, I mean this game was really, really close. You know, fifteen shots for Colorado versus fourteen RSL. Four shots on target from Colorado, two shots on target from us. Uh, you know, possession barely won it, fifty-one to forty-nine percent. Um, yeah. And passes are pretty even, three twenty-six versus three twenty-two. I mean, just everything. It's. And it's sad, man, because we're we're much higher on the table than we are, you know, you know than to Colorado. But it's like we're kind of stooping down to their level of play. I mean, that's what we talk about weekly, right? Like, I don't love playing the lower, the lower ranked teams because we play to their level. Like Atlanta on Wednesday, you can probably chalk that up to a loss because they're a lower team and it's away. Like, it, don't have high hopes. Yeah. Although Atlanta is a very dysfunctional team right now, so maybe we can take advantage of that. But again, we better see some squad rotation, so that could hurt our chances, right? Like, there's just we really needed a signing or two. That's really where I'm going. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, at the moment, two international roster spots are open. Two DP spots are open. Two DP spots. Uh, first off, Everton Lease. Uh, dude, I'm I'm sad, man. <laughs> I'm bummed Although, about that too. His first year, incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Second year, good. Not great, but good. Pretty good, serviceable. But he's been man, a rough one lately, right? So it's time, and it's okay. Did he have an injury for a while? No. He's, he's had, no. like, off and on, like, small injuries, but nothing, like, big. Yeah. Not this year, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's bittersweet, right? But it's like, I'm glad we're letting players go when it's time now instead of, like, holding on a little too long. And honestly, like re-signing him, while at the time it was a right move because no one could have seen what Jasper's doing coming, 
So yeah. at the time it was the right move, right? Like we were like, oh my god, who's going to play in the midfield? But now that Jasper is completely in form, you know, Cuellar is hopefully coming in like totally expendable player, and and we expended him. So it's sad, but yeah, you know, it's one of those things. And then Joni, 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 sorry, he never really got a shot, man. I'm kind of sad about that too because I was super pumped when he came in. I thought he was going to do something special, but again, injuries, right? But, uh, yeah, if we can bring in a player now, we have two spots, two international spots, two DP spots. We can bring in, you know, Gustavo, hold down that midfield, and then man, spend $10 million on someone that can score a goal or seven. I'm happy. I'm happy guy. Yeah, you know, um, I liked what you pointed out, though. Uh, you know, if it's if it's truly a season of change for Real Salt Lake, we're, you know, we're sending these players out to different opportunities. We're kind of getting them off the roster, opening up those spaces. Yeah. And that's something that we didn't really see before. No, and there's a couple more that, like, their time is absolutely up, in my opinion. And I'm hoping this, like, this off season is is where we sever ties and carry on. Yeah. So, so. it's, you know, you can kind of, kind of see that mental shift, mm-hmm. probably with the new ownership, probably with the resources now. Uh, especially, you know, especially making, making, uh, you know, trades or transfers, uh, with blitzers, teams, blitzers, organizations. Uh, I think Everton Luis is going to Over the to team Belgium. that's linked with blitzer. Yeah. Blitzer. So it's, uh, it's, I think it's a promising, um, move and I think it's, you know, well-calculated moves. I think it's, you know, it's just, you know, short term. We've seen just kind of checkers from RSL, but now I think it's like we're kind of seeing this long term. We're we're kind of making chess moves at this point, and I like that because it kind of shows the maturity of ownership and people in the front office making those kind of changes that need to happen. Although, although there's like an emotional uh, response, right? Like we we see Everton Luis leaving, we share a post, and immediately people are sad about it. Right. Um, where just in the past, it was like we kind of held on to our players, no matter the circumstance, and, and we I just stayed way too long and exactly it hurt us in the long run. Plata. Exactly. Yep. Who? Drop Plata. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish him the best, man. <laughs> He's probably still driving that. What did he? What was he driving? Like a red hot something? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Yeah. Um, the Everton move, like, I mean, I agree with Josh, like it's, it, it was time and it's, it's a perfect move because he wasn't getting any minutes. Um, obviously I think that the Jasper had a lot to do with that. The, the emergence of Jasper Loffelson. Um, but it's an international player who's taken up so much salary mm-hmm. and he wasn't in getting any minutes. So not only do we dump that salary, but we open up the international spot, which I think will be huge, huge yeah. for this summer. And if, if, you know, if you follow trends, right, uh, you get Houston Dynamo gets Hector Herrera. LAFC gets Gareth Bale. Um, Columbus Crew gets Cucho Hernandez. Uh, let's see. Are there any other big names, big signings like that? Not really. Not as big as Gareth Bale, but I, I you know, I, I get excited for what's happening around the league and, like, the interest of international players who want to come to MLS but I just don't see us ever signing somebody with that kind of name or star power. You're probably not, but we can get close. Yeah, and I like that because it's you know you're not get, you're not going out there and like getting the most expensive lease. You're like okay, I'm just going to get this little car that I could afford, and hopefully it's going to be awesome over time, right? So. Isaac's laughing because uh, my car sucks right now. <laughs> All right, so um, you know we'll talk a little bit more about the moves that Real Salt Lake is doing, and we're going to talk about our social show questions from uh, via Twitter. Um, one thing, real quick, I, I, I met Hangry Hangry Hippo. Uh, you probably don't know who that is. Have you seen it, Josh? Wow. You know who that is. Yeah, and unfortunately, I I have no service in the stadium, so I missed his message too late to go down and see him. But yeah, I'm so, glad he got out to his first game and. I wish it was a better game. Yeah, I don't know the backstory on that guy, but um, I'll just tell you, that guy, a jerk. Not in person, but on Twitter, dude. Like, oh. I love him, and it's a hate. It's a love hate relationship because we we talk shit to each other all the time. I'll post something. He'll he'll you know he'll be snarky with me. Uh, we've gotten into DMs before, so it's like a love hate. 
Anyways, I saw him in person, and he's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, dude, you're an asshole. Uh, but <laughs> we shrubbed it off, shook hands, and so hangry, hangry hippo. Uh, it was good to see you, dude. Um, you're much nicer in person, and uh, it was it was a great interaction. I'm so happy we met. All right. Uh, okay, league news. So Gareth Bell, um, not necessarily the unveiling, but LAFC, he walks onto the field versus... El Trafico uh, before the match starts, and he's just getting all kinds of love and praise, and LAFC social media is going to town with that. Um, I know we talked about it a little bit, but now that it's real, Josh, because you're, you're kind of like the English soccer guy, right? Sure. Gareth Bale, a 1 to 10 signing. Between a 1 to 10. Like for MLS? For, for LAFC. Oh, this is easily an 8. Yeah, and depending on how he performs, up to a ten, right? Listen, he's a he's a good player. He's a known commodity, and is not a DP, right? Like that's just a win all around. Like I should honestly give him a ten just for not having him on a DP contract, which I'm sure some rules are broken. But I really do think this guy can tear up the league, and it just makes a already scary LAFC team just that much scarier, which is unfortunate for us, but. You know, it's it's cool to see him come down MLS, you know, straight from Real Madrid, even though he wasn't really playing. But whatever, doesn't matter. Not a retirement league anymore. Minus the, Ch- the Chilean thing is weird to me, but that's kind of a retirement move. He's still good. He's but, still got it. But every but all the other players coming in around the league like makes me feel better about that kind of thing. But yeah, it's it's a good move for Alessi. I would I would not be mad about him coming to RSL. I'll put it that way. Very cool. Uh, let's go. Thoughts and opinions on uh, more league news. So. Um, I'll get your opinion on this one, Alex. Yosef Martinez calling out his teammates. If you guys haven't seen the Twitter video, uh, essentially just saying that a lot of players on his roster, on his team, are not there for the club, per se. They're there for themselves. They're there for themselves. They're not team players. Um, If you're not going to be a team player, there's no space for you here at Atlanta. Um, I personally love it. How do you feel? About a team of uh, like a, some, a player of that caliber in the league calling out his teammates. Pers- uh, just looking at it from like um, kind of their on field performance and like what Atlanta has done this year, it made it, it just seemed like it was just bad defending, bad midfield control. Um, but now with the words of Joseph Martinez coming out and saying that, I think something else is going on there. Something is going on inside the locker room. Something's going on in that front office, and it could blow up here very soon. Because when your star player, your DP player, the the guy who's been carrying that Atlanta jersey since this club basically was founded, mm-hmm. comes out and blasts your front office, blasts his teammates, and bla- like puts Atlanta United on blast like that, something is going on within that organization. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but they it's about to blow. Drama. Is it giving you, uh, like, Deloy Hansen vibes? No. It's giving me just disgruntled player that really wants to win vibes, right? He's going to have a hard time getting some of his teammates back on his side. It's going to be kind of rough for him, but it's something that... needs to be said, man. It needs to be said, but, like, it's something you would never get a non-star player saying, right? Because it's something that will get you cut. Yeah. But you're Joseph Martinez, so, like, that's obviously not going to happen yet. Right. But it could, right? So this could be his way of, like, you know, signaling, like, hey, Atlanta, right? Like, we need to do better or I'm out of here. Exactly. And that's, right? what that, yep, that's so. exactly what I'm alluding to. He's, it's it's going to go one way or the other. Either the front office is going to have to, like, start looking at the team and start being like, which players is he referring to? What can we do to improve? Or it's going to be Joseph Martinez at the end of the season saying, hey, get me out of here. Yeah, transfer me. And I'm, I'm imagining, you know, because Boca Negra is their GM. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining they've already had a sit down, right? Like you would hope. I don't I feel like that's not something you just kinda like go, Oh, it's funny. Right. You feel like you have to have a <laughs> meeting and be like, All right, we need to address this, whatever's going on. So Yeah, pretty bad stuff. Um another another uh I say power forward, it sounds like basketball, but um a really good forward, NYCFC's uh Tati Castellanos. Um an excellent soccer player. Uh, now there's rumors of him. I, I believe he was linked with, uh, was it Leeds? And did I see Newcastle? Um, basically a European team or or just European interest. Um, he's kind of made it clear that, you know, he's ready for new opportunities. 
uh, just trying to see where he wants to go. And the direct quote, actually, um, is this. Uh, I'm enjoying myself, and my mentality is different from when I first joined the league. I think right now there's an opportunity, and it would be great to keep growing in Europe and keep doing there uh, what I've been doing here. So, um, yeah, I mean, 23, 23 years old. I uh, got the golden golden boot. I think that was the 2021 season, I want to say. Um, a very successful career, but uh, it, it's pretty cool to see someone, uh, you know, from the MLS that's been with the MLS for a while now, uh, kind of getting that opportunity. So uh, that's all on that front. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Real Salt Lake and the deals here that are maybe on the horizon. So you guys have been talking about Cuellar. Uh, pretty significantly, um, we've seen. Uh, it's just ba- uh, how long has this deal been in talks for? Do you think? January. Or rumors? Yeah. So, Travis Anderson asked the RSL show, "Is the Cuellar deal still alive, or do we just love to beat a dead horse like Piatic or Herman Cano?" <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that one. Um, Me too. Honestly, I believe it is still alive. Right. I believe there's still smoke, which means there's some fire. I think Everton moving along is a big signal, right? So my hopes are high. But again, being an RSL fan, right, like we are always prepared to be let down. So, yeah, I think yeah. it'll happen. But, yeah, as always, time will tell. You just got to think about who else is talking to him, where right. other deals are happening. And, and who else Who else we might be talking to, right? Like, there might be a rumor that they've actually been able to keep quiet, and we don't know about it yet. Yeah, it's like... Which major, there's probably lots. Major League Soccer Tinder, you know? I mean, before... the Or, like, right after Cuellar, and when, once the Cuellar news started dying down, there was the, the word that Carlos Grezzo, the former FC Dallas player who's currently at Osberg, was in talks with Ross Lake. That also died down super quick. So, I mean, if RSL's on the market for a six, I could still see it being Cuellar or Grezzo. We need anyone, so let's just do it. Cool. <laughs> uh, let's see. Colton asks, how do you feel about Cordova? Has he been a waste of time? Do you think he can be productive, or does he just continue to walk around the field? That's a tough one, man. Like, I want to – I see I see what's making him a, a potentially good player. I don't want to say good player. A potentially good player, right? He has, like, the size. He has the speed. Man, he's just struggling. And I don't know because he's not he, – remember, guys, he's a right wing. He's not a center forward. I think that's where a lot of the issue is. Just playing out he, of position? Yeah, I mean, he should be playing where Sava's playing. Right? Yeah. He's not a hold-up guy. Hmm. He's doing an okay job holding the ball up. But, like, he, you know, he's not very aggressive when he goes into challenges in the air. You can tell he just kind of looks uncomfortable in that central role, and I think that's the biggest issue – you know, we're playing him out of position, and he's not comfortable. I think if he would have scored that header, that's that would have been his first like clean goal, right? Mm-hmm. And and you, well, no, maybe a second. I can think of another one that was decent, but I don't know. I don't, I don't foresee us like extending his loan or purchasing him from Osberg, like with his form. I really don't. And I would, if they do, like I would really hope it's like a hell of a deal. Yeah. Yeah, just not same. I'm just not – you have to you, – you've had enough games. You've had enough training. Now it's like pull right. a result. And especially in the in the Colorado match, he just looked disinterested, like honestly. I don't know if it was the heat, the smoke, the rivalry. He's just tired if he's homesick, but didn't look like he wanted to be out there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Yeno Coniello probably has the worst question on Twitter. Uh, says resign Sabo on low money. I'm talking around eighty five thousand a year. We don't need someone faster nimble. We just need someone to be able to finish when it's late in the game, and when Glad and Silva have both already scored. Bruh. Sabo's <laughs> still playing, dude. <laughs> he is still playing. So you yes, think, you think that's good? I mean, no. I would be like, come on, but also like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna score goals right now? We have no one scoring goals. It's like Until when we brought, healthy. There's no one there to win a header, right? It's like when they brought back Mufsisian or Robbie Finley. Like, well, yeah. yeah what happened when they brought back Mufsisian? <laughs> Man, that was a <laughs> that was a ride. Yeah. Remember when he was like shushing everybody? Uh, yeah, I would have more <laughs> confidence though in Sabo. Sure. No, I absolutely love Sabo because he's but... just kind of like a sitter guy. Like, uh, 
it's he, he's like a chicharito like the balls like a magnet to his foot maybe not chicharito of present but in the past where it's like yeah you know Canelo, all right i'll give you that finisher but i think with the way that the league is now is like you you need somebody that can contribute at least at some point yeah. defensively get back well and let's not forget like uh for the like for entire the entirety of sabo's stay here at rsl uh, a lot of people did not like him right they thought he was lazy mm-hmm. like they i don't think they understood the hold-up position at the time but but yeah, it's it's just funny. Yeah, so I I, I I guess it would be reminiscent. I mean, you know, Cordova would almost be like Sabo if he just got some goals. Uh, Kathy Barney asks, "Why does RSL always get refs? No one has heard of or refs doing their first game." Uh, there's oh. a lot of refs doing their first games. Um, I don't think this guy particularly it was his first game, but I honestly don't even want to get into the refs like. They miss they missed the red card, sure. But outside of that, like there was not a refereeing game like we didn't lose the game because of him. Didn't have the best performance, but I think he did influence a lot. He um, did. Like he yeah. should have controlled the match a lot better, but he did not lose us that game. No, absolutely not. And it and it was a penalty, in my opinion. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. But in in real time, no, absolutely not. But like in the replays, like it didn't even look like Marcelo got close to the ball. So I get it, but irritating. But I, I really don't want to get into the ref thing. Like I don't know if there's a rhyme or reason why we get new refs. I'm probably because we're not LAFC, NYFC, whatever, right? But I think anytime you have a rivalry week, you have to put an experienced referee in there. That's my one thing, right? Yeah, but you know, if, I guess from like a league perspective too, and you know, I don't, I don't it, know anything. Who's about, available, right? Like, do you have yeah. a referee even available to? Exactly, it's you kind of like you said, you have to prioritize the the games that are well, all of them are televised, obviously, right. but but like the, the ones that are going to drive like the most traffic, right? right? So the top games, obviously, LAFC, LA Galaxy, right? Your most Timber, exp- experienced Seattle, referee are going to be there, right? Timber, Seattle. Um, what was it like? What are a couple of dude? Who did DT get spanked by? Seven zero. Was it <laughs> Philadelphia? Philadelphia? Bro, seven <laughs> zero. My goodness, awful. Uh, Wayne Rooney, not even there yet, but he looks awful too for his age. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Um, all right, so let's talk. A, a, let's kind of pivot here, real quickly. This might be the last topic. I took to Twitter. And I said, who is Real Salt Lake's true rival? Because, yeah. you know, MLS wants you to think it's the Rapids. Right. So let's take a vote. And I, and I left an important team off the ballot. I know. My bad. Um, so who is – we'll go across the room. Who is Real Salt Lake's rival for you, Alex? Sporting Kansas City. Just because of the history there? The history, the playoff games, the Benny Fellhaber – 2013 anything 2013 like it has to be sporting kansas city the preseason the, fa- the, the fans yeah the fans still hate each other yeah dude i don't know though i'm not gonna lie when i was there in 13 like the fans bought me a lot of beers after we lost to like ease my pain <laughs> <laughs> so there's some good fans there yeah. but, I but mean, also i hate them so i mean they'll only do that when they win a trophy over us sure i mean if we were running around there celebrating i'm sure we would have been yeah isaac um, SKC for me as well, but also Portland. I can't stand Portland. Yeah. And then I think Seattle is like coming up as a rival for me as well. Seattle's very high on my list. Yeah, I think it goes Sporting Kansas City, Portland, and then Seattle. You would put Portland over Sounders? I would, but yeah, I don't like Portland, dude. But why? <laughs> Port- <laughs> Portland they, they, likes they to beat just us. annoy me. They dude. beat us, dude. Yeah. Seattle, we can at least get results against. Portland just always beats yeah. us. It's frustrating as hell. Yeah. Have you ever been to Portland, Isaac? Uh, just passing by to go to Seattle, but it just looked like <laughs> Gotham, the part I went I, to. I do enjoy the city and that stadium, love, so it's hard bro, for me to I like super Port- hate Portland. I love Portland, man. I don't know why. I do too. They must. They got a handful of problems out there, and. My first impression of Portland was literally I stepped out of the uh, Uber to go to Starbucks and I almost like legitimately when I took my left foot out, I almost stepped on a human shit. <laughs> Not even kidding. Oh, like well, you could tell. Last time I was there, just barely like I had to step over a, a sleeping human to get into the bar. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, other than that, it's beautiful great city. Yeah. yeah, beautiful city. 
I love Portland. I hope to go back here soon. Yeah, we need to go visit Bean and Mitch. Yeah, we'll yeah. do that. But yeah, I would put for me, I'd put SKC up uh, up top. I'd put. I don't know if I could put the Sounders yet, dude. I, I mean, I would still put the Rapids in second, and then Sounders, and then Portland. I just kind of, I guess, I go by like history geographically. Mm-hmm. Portland, I know they kick our ass, but. Uh, I don't know if you talked to if you, if you were to, if you were to go to talk to a Portland fan or whatever. I don't think yeah. they would even categorize Real Salt Lake as a rival. Yeah. No, and I, mean, I do appreciate they that they do appreciate that we hate Seattle. So it's like yeah. there's yeah. some common ground there. I think for me, it's just like a personal like thing. Like sure. I, like I just I can't stand that team. Personal vendetta, huh? Mm-hmm. See, I I like Portland. I, I I think some of the history is cool. The whole log Joey Timber thing kind of weird but it's also really cool it's a really cool spectacle um but i guess i I guess if i had a favor either okay so if you had to support either seattle or portland Portland. isaac you'd say portland right uh no seattle dude you'd go seattle i would even though they take all seattle annoys the shit out of me even though we're uh we're seattle's feeder feeder team yeah we're a feeder team for Seattle. yeah that's so weird yeah. yeah yeah i mean you have that point there and i guess you could be upset about that but Whatever. Dude, if you talk to Trey about Seattle, I love you, Trey. I know you don't listen, but when you mention Seattle, he's like, Garth Lagerway, they're just doing such an incredible job over there. But he is. Yeah, he is. Um, you know, like. Concacao Champions League. Yeah, but I'm like, bro, Trey, just go work there, bro, if you <laughs> love him so much. No, I'm kidding. Don't. <laughs> Stay with us forever. Uh, okay, you? You, you already answered, right? Yeah, SKC, SKC Colorado Seattle for me. Yeah. Colorado is one of those rivalries that, like, if they beat us at home and, like, lift the cup, then I really hate them. <laughs> but otherwise, like, I just kind of forget they exist. So it's <laughs> yeah. like I only really hate them when they beat us. It's so weird. I, they I had... don't take them seriously. That's really all it is. So if they beat us, I'm like, well, what the hell? You guys don't really exist to me because you don't even have a shirt sponsor still. Yeah. How is that hard? That's yeah. such a stupid thing to Tim Howard about, for, what, two seasons? Two or three. Oh, man. He, mm. he got red carded here during one of the – oh, so good. Yeah. Right in front of 35, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you who was enjoying the game. In the first bit, I saw Nick Romando on the south goal, Mm. uh, taking photos, saying what's up. Uh, I think, I don't know if he took a photo with the trophy or not, but. Well, let's just put it this way. 13 of the last 16 years, we've had the cup. Like, the rivalry is not heated. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not. So it's hard to put them at number one because, like, no one really cares. Yeah. Did you know that him and uh, people who traveled away, like, they would drive the cup there all the way to Colorado? I think fans still do it, right? Yeah. We just aren't allowed to anymore because we broke it. Yeah. They partied <laughs> with the cup, like, <laughs> drank beers out of it, broke technically, it. Technically, the team broke it more than we did yeah. celebrating, but we helped yeah. break it more. Yeah. I, do, yeah. I think I do remember seeing that they were to get, like, buses and, like, caravan to Colorado and, like celebrate the cup in front of a oh, but like fans. also like it's a rivalry and it's our closest geographical rival right there were 14 rapids fans there right <laughs> like tell me that rivalry <laughs> is like alive and well yeah it's horrible they need to do something about it cool anything else on the real salt lake front guys anything that you guys want to talk about do we um, want to preview anything uh, atlanta's a loss there you go um that's better be a win but sunday games are rough i'm gonna leave it there <laughs> But we're home, so it's got to be a win. Kansas City sucks, right? They mm-hmm. suck. They're our rival, but they suck. But that means they're probably they, going to beat they us. They are bad this year. They're bad, but like you can't discount them at all, mm-hmm. no. which worries me. But what I really want to get to, mm-hmm. I don't really want to talk soccer anymore. I want to talk about Andy and Crown Burger. Oh, my God. And the Crown Burger <laughs> jersey I saw on Twitter. Bro. How hilarious would it be to have the jersey sponsor of Crown Burger? <laughs> <laughs> it would be better than anything we've had. Life and yeah, sure, no, one hundred percent. But like, it kind of got me thinking: like, what other local companies would just be so ridiculous on there that you want to see it happen? Yeah, tweet at us and let us know if you can. If you can take like a a photo of a jersey sponsor and you know manufacture it up, and we think it's funny, we'll like we'll send you some more self show stuff. Uh, yeah, the whole, the whole crown burger thing, um, it stemmed off of, I, I went with Jeremiah Jensen, the sports anchor. We went to go get lunch one night or dinner and I order, I always order the double bacon cheeseburger there or I get like a ghetto plate. 
Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Yero? Yeah, Yero? Whatever. Um, and he ordered a crown burger. And I'm like, what, what is that? And he's like, you've never had a crown burger? I'm like, no. So, obviously, it's like the number one item. The store is named after, like, the crown burger. It's like the crown jewel of burgers in Salt Lake City, I guess. And I've been going. I've been going to Crown Burger for years. Dude, we go all the time after we do like the breakfast shows and stuff. I know, but I've never ordered a Crown Burger, and I still have yet to order one. Uh, I made a little video about it, and then KSL, my digital team, decided to like make an article about it. <laughs> so I'm just getting a lot of crap for it now. Well, to be fair, I've only had one once. Yeah, but I'm a ketchup and cheese only kind of guy, so it's not my deal. So I so boring, bro. I am boring, but yeah. I'm right there with you, right? Like. I've yeah. had one at least, though. Yeah. While we're on the topic of food, go check out Park Cafe. Uh, we love Sean mm-hmm. Miller and Park Cafe. I could use some French toast foolishness right now. Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna take you there, Alex. And by the way, we we're also trying to get you can Isaac, Isaac. You can come too, bro. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna also try to do something special there with uh, a big name player from Real Salt Lake. Uh, it's going to be a whole production, sound, yeah. audio. Or Trey, sound Trey audio if you're video. listening, we need to uh, chat about this one. Yeah. So if you could reach out. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking at the schedule now. Um, I was hoping to obviously go get, like, practice content, but because obviously there's a game Wednesday, I, I think they're already – I think they've flown they already there. Tra- they traveled already. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. already there. So, um, you know, we've been trying to hit more practices, more trainings to get that audio. Uh, if you guys are listening to that, hopefully that is something of value to you guys. Uh, but that's it. Uh, we just have Atlanta United. I will. We'll, I, I don't know if we should preview this match. Um, I'm Listen, just gonna. It's, it's away. It's in a big stadium. Potentially a rotated squad. It's on a Wednesday. On turf. On turf, right? Odds aren't in our favor, so like. No, I could it's see whatever. I'll see Real Salt Lake pulling this one back. I mean, especially with the comments from from our boy. We, we do have that going for us. They're a team in turmoil, but again, like, you know, we usually play down to the level of our opponents, so we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. Although I'm going to go Diego Luna plays a lot this game and scores like three goals. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be awesome, man. Um, yeah, I was going to say I, I loved what I saw from Diego Luna. Yeah. Stockier build. Uh, but I love it. I mean, you're able to body people. You're able to create that separation space for you, get your shots off. But really, I mean, he was – we didn't see – obviously, I don't think we saw a shot from Diego. But the opportunities and the uh, – just the moments he created mm-hmm. in creating that space in the what? When did he get subbed on? 85th? 84th? Well, way too late. Yeah. yeah. Third. Way too late. Somewhere around there. Um, dude, instant impact, right? instant dude and you could tell there's just something special about him and um i'm i get excited when i watch him i think he's gonna uh, i think he's gonna surprise a lot of us so uh that's what i'm most excited about right now is just diego let's get in some minutes please i I think with the rotations with going to atlanta midweek and throwing out some rotations i think this is the perfect opportunity to i don't know maybe i don't know if start him but definitely give him more than more than seven minutes. Six, seven minutes yeah. to end the game. Well, and again, like going back to Colorado, those substitutions were made way too late. Way too late. It ve- felt very Freddy Juarez, and I was not happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, guys, keep an eye out on social media, RSL show. Josh is about to drop a new T-shirt graphic. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. It's decent. It's, it's, it's pretty dope. Um, Andy never says it's dope, so I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. As of late, I, I have. I don't know why, but... <laughs> um, we're going to do a pre-order. You'll hit up Josh for those orders, and uh, we deliver shows. And also, yeah, dude, I ran into a fan wearing an RSL show shirt at, <laughs> over at uh, Sierra Trading Post, and I, I went literally right up to his face. I'm like, dude, your shirt's dope. And he just said thanks. Isaac, what do you think? you like the shirt? I do like the shirt. It actually looks really good. Yeah, hold it up again, Josh. I want to see it. Or Isaac, whatever. Let's take a look. Yeah, that's pretty sick, man. I like that. I love it. And I and I love when I, I I love how people just hold on to those shirts. That shirt that I saw uh we literally created that in what year, dude? 2017. What was it the here before here after? Yeah. No, that was what 2020 when Deloitte stuff happened. Was that? Yeah, it was 2020. Uh, COVID year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right before? Right when he furloughed everyone. That was the yeah. furlough yeah. fundraiser. Oh. 
Man. But I saw someone in the original Sorry Bill shirt the other day. Wow. Yeah, buddy. That is so cool. If you guys have those shirts. Post them. Yeah, post them. I want to see them. Post them. We would love to see those. All right, guys. Uh, Yeah, thanks for listening to the RSL Show on the KSL Sports Network. Uh, The RSL Show is brought to you by One Wire Fiber. We still need to bill those guys. It's been over a year. Yeah, we probably should. (laughs) So Um, Patch doesn't kill us. Yeah, go and check out, again, go and check out Park Cafe and that's it. Any last words from you, Alex? Um, I hope we can uh, start playing a little bit better, get some more results, um, because this is the most. This is going to be one of the most important parts of the season, if not the most important. Um, because teams teams under us aren't getting results either. But like, the only thing separating us and like eighth place is like two, three points. Yeah, we really need to put our feet on the gas and get some separation. So yeah, it's time to get pick up some more points. Um, one one win, two draws, and a loss coming back from the international break is not ideal, um, especially with how tight and how close things are in the Western Conference. So we just need to start winning, start getting some points, and uh, hopefully our form gets back to the way it was. Yeah, uh, you know what? We see this all the time, right? We put in, we do like a little bit of squad rotation. And when we do that, the, you know, second team people or whoever it might be end up surprising us. So I think Atlanta United is going to be a win for Real Salt Lake. I hope so. I hope we see some Chris Cablon minutes. Yeah. You know, I hope. This is this is exactly what's going to happen. Let me just tell you this. <laughs> we're going to see players who don't usually get starting minutes start, beat Atlanta, and then we're going to be, like, hot and heavy on whoever, like, scored. And be mad when they don't play against SKC. Well, they might even play against SKC, and then we just get trashed. We're just going to get a – we're going to have a, a last-minute goal by uh, – what's his name, dude? What's his name? Eric on Holt? Atlanta, no, no, on <laughs> SKC. The dude oh, who, Roger Espinoza, Graham Zussi. No, the uh, – the, Johnny the, Russell. Yes, yeah. Johnny oh. Russell. We'll just make it like 3-2 in the 92nd. So I'd take him, though. Guys, what I'm saying is when Sunday rolls around, just you know, just don't even stay home and watch that game. We're going to lose it. Johnny Russell, 3-2. Oh, it's at home. home. Or at home, yeah. Still, don't don't come to the home match. <laughs> don't come to yeah. Rio Tinto. What and kind the of sellout streak. Just stay home. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> Isaac, anything to add? Did you look like you had something to say? Uh, no, nothing to add. Um, I just hope that RSL picks up some points on the road. I hope it's a 1-0. Very cool. All right, guys. Take it easy. Have a good night. Day. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.